Listener Production. Nobody can be uncheered with a balloon, says Winnie the Pooh in A.A. Milne's famous children's book a century ago. And yet, here we are in 2023 and balloons are front page news. Are they aliens, air supplied surveillance, or a global pranking outbreak? And while the bear wanted a balloon for hunting honey, the now burst balloons are suspected of more sinister intent, with millions being spent using US and Canadian military jets to shoot them down. I'm Petra Stock, and today I'm floating the idea that some balloons might have a higher purpose, as well as taking a tour of a giant peach and a floating bum. If recent news has caused you to glance at the sky in fear or trepidation, or possibly alien-seeking excitement, consider this. Twice a day, every day of the year, weather balloons are released from 900 locations across the globe, according to the US Weather Service. In Australia, the Bureau of Meteorology launches some 56 inflatables every single day, which adds up to 20,000 a year. Weather balloons are around six metres wide, so larger than a party balloon, but much smaller than the three bus-sized spy kind. Weather balloons are filled with hydrogen and carry a cool piece of scientific cargo called a radiosonde. The device, roughly the size of a TV remote, measures temperature, pressure, humidity, wind speed and direction from the Earth's atmosphere. They drift for a few hours wherever the wind takes them, reaching 32 kilometres above Earth, sometimes drifting hundreds of kilometres, before ultimately bursting. The radio sonde has a parachute to help it land. Space balloons. Balloons are good for all kinds of research. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, has its very own balloon program office. NASA uses a range of balloon types lasting a few hours, so-called zero-pressure balloons, up to 100 days, super-pressure balloons. I guess balloons might not seem very space-age, but they're actually extremely useful because NASA's balloons can fly up very high, above 99% of the atmosphere. They provide really clear views into space for onboard equipment, like telescopes. Other studies have involved taking plants and organic materials up much higher than Jack's beanstalk to see how cosmic radiation and the extreme conditions might affect their growth and help prepare to feed humans beyond Earth. And it's no surprise that balloons cost a lot less than a rocket or a fully-fledged space mission, and they're cheaper than a Hubble Space Telescope. Standard NASA balloons are filled with helium, the same gas used to fill party balloons and can carry up to almost 3,000 kilograms worth of equipment. They launch from all over the place, Texas and New Mexico in the US, as well as Australia, Antarctica, Sweden, New Zealand, Brazil, and Canada. NASA also has ultra-long-distance balloons, called pumpkins. These can be as large as a football stadium when inflated, and last up to 100 days. Apparently, the combined weight of the balloon and its equipment is more than four tonnes, 
NASA says a useful comparison weight is 10 grand pianos or 55 kangaroos, but I'm not actually sure that helps. The pumpkin, or as one news organization dubbed it, the giant peach, flies about 33.5 kilometers above the ground. In 2015, one of NASA's pumpkins hit the ground in outback Queensland after it developed a leak. Given the pumpkin is made of polyethylene, the same plastic used in sandwich bags, it's a little less impressive when deflated. So far, so science. But what about sinister balloons? Military historians and researchers based in the US say balloons have been used for military operations since 1794. Back in the Battle of Fleurus, a French engineer used a tethered balloon to fly up and look over the enemy's position, reporting back by dropping messages. He could be easily spotted by Austrian artillery, but their fire couldn't reach. Balloons have been used for a range of military purposes since, not just for surveillance to observe the enemy, but also co-opting dirigibles and balloons for bombing. They were also used for defence, barrage balloons, tethered over cities, protecting against air attacks by making it hard for enemy aircraft to fly to their targets. Which brings us to the reason we're all talking about balloons. Balloon gate. While there's not a lot of information about more recent unidentified inflatable objects spotted and shotted over North America, the first balloon which kicked off the international incident is pretty interesting. The US has described it as a spy or surveillance balloon, while China says it's a scientific vessel blown off course. Anyway, the spy science balloon is much larger than a standard weather balloon, roughly 10 times so when full-blown. According to North American Aerospace Defense Command, it was carrying equipment the size of a small passenger jet, and it appears to have some ability to maneuver, giving it had propellers and a rudder. The US has also reported it had the tech for monitoring electronic communications. People who saw it from the ground say it looked like a giant white orb. But why use a balloon instead of a satellite, drone, or aircraft to collect information? Well, compared to satellites, spy balloons have a number of advantages. Firstly, balloons can fly closer to the ground and move more slowly, which is better for taking higher resolution photographs and images. They're also cheaper to use than a drone, aircraft or satellite and can carry large weights and appear less overtly aggressive. Until now. The downside of a balloon is that it's easily spotted from the ground and easily, if expensively, targeted. Balloon transport, the ultimate comeback story. Today, a blimp in the sky is more commonly associated with advertising or sporting events than people or cargo. But in the first half of the 20th century, airships, dirigibles, balloons and blimps were a common form of transport. The reputation of hydrogen flight took a dive after the Hindenburg disaster when in 1937, a Zeppelin caught fire, killing 35 passengers and one person on the ground. But with safety and design improvements, balloons may rise again, 
Currently, air travel and shipping account for an estimated 3% each of global greenhouse gas emissions and are considered some of the harder to solve sectors. So, along with alternatives like rail transport, electric aircraft and mode shift, Austrian researchers say airships and balloon transportation might form part of the future zero or low carbon mix. The idea might take off. In the journal Energy Conservation and Management, researchers suggested hydrogen-filled airships or balloons could be used to transport cargo by travelling in the jet stream, which travels west to east at altitudes between 10 and 20 kilometres. Utilising this natural slip plane, such transport could potentially travel at an average speed of 165 kilometres per hour, around the world in 14 days. A quicker trip, apparently, than maritime shipping. It might sound a bit cyberpunk, but there are lots of advantages. The hydrogen needed for flight can be produced from renewable energy, and the cost is apparently competitive with marine shipping or air transport. On the other hand, the jet stream mainly flows in one direction, and aircraft and conventional planes tend to fly at the same altitude. Also, wind, drag, and storms risk destroying the airship. Oh, and there's a risk of explosion. So, more research required. The world's largest ever aircraft, now undergoing testing, the Airlander 10, is a hybrid balloon plane, which looks a bit like two giant footballs stuck together. Unkindly dubbed the flying bum by Business Insider, it only seats a maximum of 90 people, and it's slower than a plane, but it's potentially greener and quieter. Birthday balloons and balloon releases. Back to Bear and where Winnie got his balloon from a party. In the past, balloon releases have been part of weddings, celebrations and major events. Now, in many states, such balloon releases are illegal or considered littering. That's because balloons, when they're released into the environment, are deadly killing animals who mistakenly eat them or get tangled in ribbons or strings. Balloons. Sometimes they can be beautifully buoyant and colourful, sometimes useful and sometimes downright suspicious. And, oddly enough, the balloon in Winnie the Pooh ultimately had to be shot down too. Huh. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Ha! Science Explained. <laughs>